young, young gospel. Gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young gospels. Building. My hope is not the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it's sex and serenity. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel, and I'm back with another message for you guys. I'm very excited, but before I get into today's message, I have to give some shout outs that I must have missed on the last podcast. So within the US, there has been a city that have been getting a lot of listens from and I have to shout out Mountain View. So all of you out there from Mountain View, thank you for supporting the podcast. Columbus, Lake Worth, Clifton, St. Paul, San Francisco, Riverside, Rancho, Richardson, Alhambra, Lakeville, Aliso Viejo, Farmington, Dallas. I don't want to miss any of you guys. Thank you for being great listeners. Now out of the United States, Brussels, Dublin, Georgetown, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, South Africa, Johannesburg, Maputo, Harare, Moscow, London, Cape Town, Salvador, Brazil once again, Parasaya, Parasaya, Pirasaya. I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Panipitia, small island, I believe. Uh, Garen Hoons, Tablada, Argentina. There's just so many here, guys. But honestly, Fortaleza, Brazil, Bangkok, Sydney, Osnabrück, I believe this is um, Germany. Or it might be Belgium. Again, so many listens and I'm very, very blessed. One listen from Warsaw, another listen from Port Moresby. Thank you guys. Even one listen really, really helps. I'm very, very honored to be able to share the gospel with you guys. I'm very honored and I try to bring the best. I try to bring that good energy, but sometimes I, you know, as a Christian, we all get wound up. We all want the best for everybody. And sometimes that comes off a little harsh. So if on my last podcast, I came off a little harsh, I do apologize, but somebody has to do it. You know, we're, we're Christians and a lot of us are not really motivated. I see a big lack of motivation, a lack of creativity within the church. And I tell everybody, start a podcast, do it with your phone grab buy you know a cheap $12 you know set of headphones or you know do it with the headphones that come on your phone 
you can buy cheap lavalier mics on online and um, try it with that. Try it with that. Don't be afraid to share the good news. Don't be afraid because these are the times that we have to press forward. So today's message is going to be titled full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Now I'm going to get right into it because I really love this message. It took me a bit to prepare it, but I have it and I want to have it delivered to you guys. And the reason why I titled it full steam ahead is because we're like a big locomotive. We're like a big train. We have all of these different carts and everybody around the world is on these carts. But there has to come a time where the church has to unite. We have to get in one mindset, in one accord, and we just have to go full steam ahead. Not being afraid of what we're sharing, believing what we're sharing, but also speaking boldly. Talk to your brothers and sisters that are fallen. Talk to them with love, with patience. It's not easy. I've had to talk to people. It's not easy. There's people that don't believe you. There's people that don't care. There's people that want to stay in their sin. We have to keep being that light. We have to keep being that voice. So don't be discouraged. God has something in store for the people that you pray for. God has something in store for the people that you speak to. And just remember, we don't change people. We invite people to change. It's an invitation. We can't force anybody. God is the only one that can make that happen. God is the only one that can change the mind, the soul, the heart. We are only inviting them to do so by presenting the word of God. So first passage comes from Romans 10, 15. And the word of God says, And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So how are we supposed to preach if we are not sent? But as it is written, beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So here, God is saying, how are they going to be sent? Who are they going to be sent by? When we read the word of God, we see that Jesus, the apostles, the calling is to preach, is to go out is to change hearts and minds by presenting the word of God. But how are we supposed to go out if nobody sends them? Or even better yet, how are we supposed to go out if you haven't decided to? Most of us that know the function, or I should say the responsibility of a Christian, is to share the good news, and we're not doing it, then we're not doing God's will. Now, we may have God's will over our lives we may be doing we may be doing a lot of other things that are good we may be serving god in a lot of different areas but remember this the number one function of a christian is to share the gospel is to share the good news and here the book of romans describes the feet of those who share the good news as beautiful why because these are feet that are not taking you to destruction these are not feet that are taking you to the bar these are not feet that are taking you to commit a crime to commit adultery to commit fornication to walk to a place of destruction these are feet that are going out for the purpose of serving god and sharing the good news so here the apostle paul says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news and it's true. My feet used to run to destruction. 
My feet used to walk directly into trouble, directly into problems. I can never buy my feet. I can never really understand what would draw me to those things. But I was in sin. I was living a sinful life. I did not care who I was hurting. I didn't care. I was just, it was all about me. It was the young gospel show. We have to understand that we have to use our feet to share the good news, to reach salvation, to reach others, to save souls, to invite souls to salvation. Second passage comes from 2 Samuel twenty-two, thirty-four, And the word of God says, He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. Sometimes we need our feet to change. We need our mindset to change. When our mindset changes, our feet will go with it. If our mindset does not change, our feet will keep taking us to the club. Our feet will keep taking us to the liquor store. Our feet will keep taking us to the strip club. Our feet will keep taking us to the drug dealer's house. Our feet will keep taking us to that corner where everybody's hustling and crimes are being committed and you're going to get in trouble. Our feet are taking us to those friends that are just always partying and always drinking. And as a young man, I thought that that was cool. And I get it. It's it's a part of not being saved. It's a part of not knowing God. But believe me, not everybody gets out of that. Not everybody gets to see a brighter day. There's people that get stuck on that and they just never change. And they go through life miserable, hurting themselves and hurting others because they don't like where they're at in life. They start committing crimes. They start developing a bad criminal record and then nobody wants to hire them or even worse they go to that strip club they sleep with that you know that woman in the strip club and they get an std or they get an std sleeping around period and stds could also make you feel really depressed make you feel like the world is over but i got something to tell you today the world is not over your world is not over you're very valuable in the eyes of the lord and the lord wants to change you and the Lord is ready to work with you. And you will see changes in your life. And they're all going to be positive. But you have to fight. And your feet have to be secure. And here in Second Samuel, David says, He made my feet like the feet of a deer. And he set me secure on the heights. You know, deer can walk through some crazy terrain. Deers can walk up vertical, crazy vertical mountains. Like one time ran into a pack of uh, deer and it was mistakenly I was just walking a trail and I saw a bunch of deer and they went up the most steepest bank and I said wait no way they went up that and they did they had came down that same steep bank and then went straight up and it was like seconds and I just didn't see them again here David is saying that he made my feet like the feet of a deer and he set me secure on the heights. God wants to elevate us. God wants to put us up in the heights, flying, soaring. Well, what does this mean? What does this mean on the heights? It means feeling peace. It means feeling good. It means feeling motivated. It means feeling successful. And now I'm not talking about money. Money doesn't equal success. Money is just money. What equals success is how much peace do you have in your heart? How many relationships do you have well established on righteous principles? How many friends do you have that genuinely serve the Lord 
and you can genuinely trust them. This is what it means to be secure on the heights is that everything around you makes sense. Everything around you is to better you. There's people that surround themselves and they think that they're on the heights. But what happens? They're with friends that are waiting for their downfall. They're with women that are trying to keep them down or they're with men that are trying to keep them down or they've just surrounded themselves with a very toxic bubble. And here the Lord is saying he's going to secure us in the heights around the right people with the right mindset, with the successful mindset, with a mindset that wants to serve. And that is what we aim to do. We aim to serve the Lord. That's what our mindset should be. Ephesians 6.15 says, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. He's describing the readiness given by the gospel of peace as shoes for your feet. So if we read a little bit behind, um, this is uh, Ephesians 6, 15. But if we read, if we read 14, it says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes of your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. We have to be ready, just like we would put shoes on our feet. We have to put on the readiness to serve by the gospel of peace we have to be ready to serve he's trying to tell us that it has to come like second nature like tying your shoelaces like putting on your clothes like eating it, it has to just be second nature to us the readiness be quick to serve be quick to say yes yes lord i'm here lord what shall you have me do we have to pray for these things passage number four so this comes from job 1327 you put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths you set a limit for the soles of my feet here job is saying you put my feet in the stocks it's referring to having his feet binded so first he says thank you god that you've binded my feet that you set a limit and you watch all my paths so when god comes into our lives not only does he change us from within, but he starts correcting our walk. He starts saying, don't go here. Don't go there. Be careful with this spot. Matter of fact, don't even drive by that spot. Don't even walk by that spot. Because at that spot, this and this and this is going to happen to you. When I came to the Lord, you don't even know how much news I was getting from people that were getting shot getting mugged, getting DUIs. And for those of you that don't know what a DUI is, it's driving under the influence ticket. And in America, it's it's a big thing. You go to jail for the night, but once you accumulate so many of these DUIs, they take away your license, you can't drive. And for those of you that live in the United States, driving is everything here. Everything is so set apart that specifically in California, you need a car to get around. So a DUI is driving under the influence and it's a ticket for basically drinking alcohol and getting behind the wheel. And I was getting calls. Oh, this person got a DUI. This person's on his third DUI. This person's on his fourth DUI. This person got into a fight at the club. His teeth got broken in or it was so much gossip, so many things. I was noticing that God 
was keeping me away from those places, places of perdition, places of danger, places that I didn't even need to be. And, you know, I grew like I grew an unsatisfaction when I was in those places. I would look around and it would just remind me of Saddam and Gomorrah. It was like I would look around and when I was satisfied and then when I got to meet the Lord, I wasn't satisfied anymore. There was a time where I was satisfied being in the club and hanging out and getting drunk. But when I met the Lord and the Lord and the very first time I received the Holy Spirit, I wasn't 100% changed even from the first time. You know, I went back and hung out with some of my friends. They were my only friends that I knew. I still hadn't really established friendships within the church. So I went back to the club a couple of times, but it was like God was putting something in me. and I just didn't feel good anymore. I didn't want to be there. I was noticing things that I had never noticed. It was so strange. But see, that's what Job here is saying. He watches my path and he sets a limit for the soles of my feet. And that's what God was doing. He was limiting my interactions with people that were getting me in trouble. He was limiting my actions with people that were potential hazards, dangers, and at the end of the day, didn't really want the best for me. They didn't have my best interests at heart because had I gotten through all that stuff, gotten in trouble, I, I would have been no good. I would have had a really bad criminal record, wouldn't have been able to get the job that I have today. I would have, you know, had countless amounts of DUIs. I would have had, you know, no license to drive. There's so many things that can affect you as a young person that you don't realize are so meaningful later on like a license, like your criminal record. If you want to have a good job here in the United States, you need to have a good criminal record. You can't just do whatever you want because your criminal history follows you. And when you go to apply to a job, based on what criminal record you have and your criminal history, they're going to deny you a very good job. And God's going to bring opportunities to your life. You just need to be patient, but you also need to get out of that lifestyle. For everybody out there living that life, living that thug life, living that drug addict life, living that pill popping life, living that rave life, any life, okay, that the world follows. See, God tells us to be imitators of him, not imitators of the world. So if you're following that life, turn around. Give Jesus a chance, but give him a fair chance. You've given everything else a chance. You've given everything else a shot. Give the Lord Jesus Christ a shot and wait and see what he will do in your life. Give him a year. What's a year? What's a year of your life? What's a year? A year could lead to an eternity in heaven. A year can change your life. It could revolutionize your life. It'll allow you to see things that you've never seen before but give jesus a genuine shot some of us are not giving him a genuine chance you know we're playing we're playing church we're in and out we're halfway in halfway out i don't know maybe maybe i should maybe i shouldn't the the people there are boring i don't have any friends in there look jesus christ is your friend that's the friendship that you need to establish before you establish any other friendship. Then he will add people to your life, people that are going to help you, people that are going to guide you, the people that you least expect, people that you're like never even noticed before. He's going to make those people your friends, but those are going to be friends that are going to be quality, right? Not quantity. 
when we were in the world, we had quantity. We had so many friends. Oh, this dude's my friend. That dude's my friend. This is my homegirl. That's my homegirl. Believe me, that was just quantity. God is trying to provide you with quality. People that will come to your rescue. People that are going to help you when you're in trials and tribulations. They're going to give you real good advice, not the worldly advice. Oh, just dump him. Don't worry about him. Or come on, bro. Let's just go to the club. Just take another shot. No, these people are going to tell you, stay away from there. Let's pray together. Let's let what can we do for you? Let's talk. Let's talk about it. And then let's pray about it. And those are the people that are the most meaningful. That's quality friendship right there, because not only are you not going to go out and get in trouble, but you're going to pray over your problem and you're going to learn how to trust Jesus with your problems. Something that a lot of people don't do. We don't trust him with our problems because we want to solve it ourselves. We want to do it our way. Remember, if we let Jesus work in our lives, we have to allow him to take the wheel. Let him steer your your car. Let him let him drive it. Okay, just co-pilot. Let him drive because he's going to steer us in the right direction. And sometimes it's hard. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to get out of a certain lifestyle you're going to have to leave certain friends behind but you'll quickly realize that those were never even your friends a lot of people that were in my life once i became a christian they slowly started dropping away they slowly started dropping away and i spoke to a lot all of them about god and invited them to my church and invited them to walk this walk and some of them told me you know what young gospel if you ever become a christian i'll go to your church i'll become a christian with you they didn't It was a false promise, but it's okay. I pray for those people still to this day, and I ask God to guide them, and he will add them at the right time. We're not all there yet. Some of us are there. Some of us are not, but don't skip your chance to be there now. The faster you get good with God, the faster good things will start happening in your life, the faster you'll be established, and it's not all peaches and cream either. Don't get it twisted. There is trials and tribulations even within Christian faith, the Christian walk. But we know who we're trusting in. We know who we're trusting. We know who is doing for what reason this is happening. And we know that the outcome is always going to be to better us. So always trust in the Lord. And the last passage also comes from 2nd samuel 30 uh, 22 37 and it says you gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip let me read that again you gave a wide place for my steps under me so god is allowing us to catch our footing he's not trying to make us balance on a tightrope he's not trying to make us feel wobbly and feel like we can't do this he's saying you gave a wide place for my steps under me meaning he gave us the time He gave us the space to grow. And he said, and my feet did not slip. Why? Because he's not just trying to push us over the edge. He's just not trying to say, hey, just walk on that tightrope from this building to that building. You're going to fall. You're going to fall to your death. And Jesus is not trying to do that. He's saying, you gave me a wide enough place for my steps to be under me and not slip. Jesus is not here to destroy us. He is here to better us. He is here to love us. He is here to forgive us. We have to forgive ourselves, but we also have to start walking with him. We have to be honest with ourselves and just 
reflect and say, okay, has my life been better? Like I was telling some of you guys, start with a year. Give God a year of your life. It's not it's not a long time because God's going to add more years to your life. God can slow down time. God can do everything in your life. He's not going to slow down the clock, but it's a very interesting thing what happens with your life. He slows everything down. He makes everything make sense. Life is not in a hurry. You're not trying to run to the next situation. You're not trying to run to the next thing. He slows you down. He gathers you up. And in that time, you're going to meditate in Jesus. And you're going to say, okay, God, has my life been better? And you will realize that it's way better than you think. You're going to hear from people. It's like, oh, this person did this. And this person got in trouble over here. And this person. And it's just going to be all kinds of stuff. And you're going to say, Lord, Thank you for keeping me out of those situations because I would have been in the car with this person. I would have been in the club with that person. I would have been on the corner with that dude. Believe me, if you sit back for a year and give God everything, you will realize that God can do so much in your life. He can bring you prosperity. He can bring you that good job that you're looking for. He can bring you everything. So give your life to Jesus. Don't don't give up. Don't grow weary. Don't get stressed out. Okay. Full steam ahead. We're going full steam ahead. Make a decision. Jump on the train. Jump on the Jesus train. We're going full steam ahead. We're going to crank up those motors and we're going to go. Because that's how the rapture is going to happen. It's going to happen in a blink of an eye. He will come for his bride and we will meet him in heaven. We would meet him in in heaven. So my brothers and sisters, thank you again for following. Thank you again for listening. I hope that these podcasts continue to grow. I hope that they continue to motivate you. I'm a young person. If you guys don't know what I've been through, there's a podcast on here where I share my testimony. Check that podcast out. I've been through a lot. I've been in the streets, I've been in the drug scene, I've been in the club scene, I've been in the street racing scene, I've been in a lot of scenes, I've been in the rave scene, I've been in a lot of scenes, you know, I went through a lot of stuff growing up as an 80s kid, the 90s, the 2000s, I've been into all types of music, I've been through a lot, so I thank God for my path, because the devil can't fool me, he can't fool me too easy, I've been in all those different worlds, now he can't fool me. I, I got it. I'm playing chess and I got the I got the better pieces, but we have to stay with Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about us. If we are holding fast to the hand of Jesus, we're going to be good. Always pray to him. Ask for forgiveness daily. And if you're having problems, issues in the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus holds a lot of power. It's the blood. It's the sacrifice that he made on Calvary that has changed all of us. It is his blood in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I rebuke all these demons from my house. I rebuke all these devils from my life. I rebuke all of these devils from the lives of my family and from my loved ones. You have to do it. Anoint your house with oil. Pray over the oil have a pastor come to your house anoint the walls of of your home anoint yourself anoint your family anoint your kids 
It is time, people. We have to do this. And I know you can and I know you will. And I know this podcast is reaching a lot of people because I feel the attacks of the enemy. I know when the enemy is attacking me. And believe me, he's been trying to so much lately. So I know this is working. And I try to make him think that he's got me, but he doesn't. I like this really good meme that I read. It says, uh, the devil caught me with my with my head down and he was happy. But then I looked up and said, amen. So basically saying that, you know, I was praying in that time. So it's all good, people. It's all good, my fam. We're going to do it. This is our year. This is our year to shine in Jesus. Who cares what's happening politically? Don't worry about that. Let Jesus worry about that. Pray over your government. Pray over your president, everything. Remember, First Peter 2.17 says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. So pray for everybody. That's not our mission. Our mission here is not to change governments. Our mission here is not to do none of that. And I get it. We, you know, there's there's presidents we fall in love with. There's presidents that we won't fall in love with. It's all good. It, it happens. But now our mission moving forward is we're going full steam ahead with Jesus, the blood of the lamb. We're getting on that train. We're headed to salvation. I love you guys in Jesus' name. Peace. Young, young, gospel, gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young, gospels, podcast. Hope's in the building. Hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T-Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it takes sincerity. Young Gospel's Ah.